1: bij Burger King gebeuren spannende dingen. Wat dacht je van een classic cheeseburger, chicken nugget burger of sunday voor maar 1 euro per stuk? En dat is nog niet alles. Alle king deals zijn maar 1 euro. Haal ze nu alleen bij Burger King. Boo! Right, welcome to our latest Royal Blue podcast in association with Sport Pacer. Uh, the regular cast of uh, rogues and thieves here today. We've got Phil Kirk Bright. A bit of a glazed expression. after what He's been witnessing for the last uh, few weeks. <laughs> Tony Scott and Gavin Buckland, and we're going to look forward rather than back. I think today, myself, Dave Prentice. Uh, we're going to look forward rather than back um, at the League Cup as a competition. Uh, Everton's checkered record in it, and uh, you know why. Perhaps you know, so we need to focus, you know, so even more so on the competition this season. But first of all, I think we need to drop a bit of a bombshell. Gavin's not going tomorrow night. Is that right? <laughs>
0: Five sides, yeah, you know, reference yeah, to a League Cup time. Said, uh, you know, that was said, know, that confidentially. You know, not appreciated about <laughs> the podcast. You know, thanks, Premier. That underlines
1: know. the attitude that Everton have had in the League Cup competition yeah. for so many years, yeah. and why it's got to change. No, I mean, all seriousness, the League Cup can be a catalyst. We've seen that before. Uh, obviously, the Kevin Brockback well, you know, passing to you know, folklore for obvious reasons. But again, you and me, gathered old enough to remember '77 and the galvanising effect of that League Cup run. You yeah, so had an Everton's campaign. And then in recent years, they're onto the semis, under Martinez. You know, it can you know have a knock-on effect on what's happening. You know, so you know elsewhere. So, do Everton need to look at Wednesday night's game a lot more seriously than maybe they would have done normally? You know, do we have to see a very strong lineup being sent out to beat Sunderland and then you know hopefully make progress? A lot of the
2: Evertonians I've spoken to over the past well since the Manchester United defeat have. Basically said to me that we've got to go full stent against Sunderland. Get nice. that win get that confidence back in the team. Get it within the support as well because there's been a lot of negativity around the football club of late, especially on. On the play, on the on the pitch as well. So I just think get a win under our belt, get, play your strongest team, and then you've got you've got the momentum. Then going into Bournemouth on Saturday, avenue you? okay. you've got a win under your belt. You played your best team. You never know if you could at Sunderland for three or four. Do you know what I mean? Confidence is flying, and then it brings you into the next group of fixtures where they are all winnable, aren't they? We've played probably four of the five best teams in the league so far, already. I think so. Got loads of winnable games. Get this win, and I as I agree with you, I, I just think it's a catalyst then for your season, but. From what I've witnessed growing up watching Everton in this League Cup, it's just been absolutely disastrous. (laughs) I I remember it flashed up the the other day, on this weekend, on this week, rather, 21 years ago, was my first League Cup game. It was York City away, and we got beat. It was absolutely lashing down with rain. Got beat 4-2 or 4-3, and it was away at York, and I sat there behind the terrace, and ever since then I've had no luck in the competition whatsoever. So I just think, surely to God, the look's got to change with us in this competition
1: because we've had none, have we? That was the start of the echo, falling out with Joe Royal after that game, but that's another story. <laughs> um, if we, uh, what do you think, Phil? I mean, you know, full strength team, or do you think we should try and see one or two, you know, uh, younger players, if you like, Adam Ola Luckmans? Um... No,
3: I'm, I'm, I'm more or less in agreement with Tony. I think, yeah. with regards to moving the odd one or two tweaks, you know, I think Kenny deserves a shot, yeah. you know, and I understand that he's, as, as we speak, he's in with a chance. Um, and I, I would make very few changes from, from Sunday. I think yeah. you've got to go strong. I think this is a situation where they can't afford to change. It would be 12 months exactly since they got beat by Norwich tomorrow yeah. night where Cumin made changes yeah. and they were made to pay for it. Yeah. You can't afford, uh, oh God, heaven forbid, a defeat. Yeah. In oh. it, it, it'd be, you'd fear it would be toxic. Yeah. and that, that was a word we were using at the... The depths of the Martinez era, toxic. I just think it would be, uh, it would send out all the wrong messages that if he if he makes too many changes, Sunderland, although languishing in, languishing in the championship, can't be taken lightly. Everton have got to go to win. They've got to win two 0 and they've got to win stylishly, comfortably, yeah. and build momentum. I totally agree with Tony. I just think it's if, if we'd had to start this season that we had last season, yeah, he could afford to have made more changes. He could afford to have played given Classen a chance to find his feet, played Sandro as a striker. I think you've just got to go with almost the same eleven, given one or two changes that he did on Sunday.
2: Phil made an interesting comment there, Gav. He said Everton went to nil. Now considering the goals we've been leaking of late, it's massively important that we get that clean sheet, isn't it? Well he said two
0: nil there for a minute, <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. Uh, I just want to win. Well actually a
0: goal would be yeah. a starting point, there, yeah. yeah. Having four games, that was a goal. I think a win tomorrow just to get through, even if it's on penalties doesn't really matter to me as long as there's some... As long as there's a... For the first time for a while there's a good news story yeah. around the team and I think that, that's the important thing for us. Even a penalty victory, you know, we've you lost think, a few... Will penalties get rid of that negativity? through no, against I don't England. Think I, I, think, I don't think it would. Well, I think it's preferable to going out. Oh, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what yeah. I mean. the fans, Gav, yeah. uh,
2: no. if you go through on penalties against lower league opposition, you you, you give an Evertonians, then the anxiety against... I the yeah. I game I don't think
3: it changes the atmosphere or the feeling a win on penalties.
0: Fair enough. I was going to say. Well, I just think a win because because yeah, yeah. what's the alter the the Armageddon alternative? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'd say you know when I say I wouldn't prefer you know mm-hmm. I don't prefer us to win on penalties, but he, he, if it means going through on penalties, it's rather than going out. Yeah, 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 than yeah, going
1: yeah. out. Are, are we surprised at how quickly the atmosphere has soured? I say that because you look at the fixture list pre-season, and you know I'm with Ronald on this. No one expected nine points from those three games. Or is it very much the manner in which those games have you know, being lost? Look, I looked at so the quickly. fixtures panel
2: right, and he was Stoke City our own first game of the season. We won. Then yeah. we went to Manchester City and got well earned points, yeah, yeah. in my opinion. And then we threw them two disastrous performances, in my opinion, against Chelsea and Tottenham. Yeah. And then obviously we had a good goal at Manchester United. So if you're looking at that perspective on it, no one expected us to get nine or ten points from them first five yeah, games, did he? We've got four. Then they are four Champions League teams. I think it was the Atalanta at- at- game. It was. Upset it was it's upset a lot of fans. Yeah. And there's not many teams that go over to Italy and get a result, by the way. I'm not making excuses for Everton, but how many English teams go over to Italy and get a result? I know it was on neutral grounds, etc., but it's still difficult. And I just think, if you're looking at the context of Everton Europe this season, what is it played five, won, three, drew one, lost one? Now if you're looking at that start of the season, you probably would have taken that, wouldn't have you? Because you're through to the group stages, you can make amends for that I think, I think, yeah, I know what you're saying.
0: I think it's the manner of the performance, wasn't it? That was, you know, and, yeah. and what we showed there is the weaknesses that were apparent in the in the, the three other games that we're talking about. I mean, we don't want to sort of go back in this, because I know we want to look forward, but like, what I would say is that, you know what we are forgetting is and this was the question asked to Coon, wasn't it, on Sundays that we are expecting to challenge for the top six or top four, whatever yeah. you would say this season. So you would be expecting us to have a decent go, not necessarily at nine points, but to play those three games against those three teams when we're challenging for the top six and put in a better shift and get you know, get a bit more from, from that rather than the, the performances we had. But I do think one thing I would say about Wednesday. Is I, I do share the sentiments about putting a stronger team up, but we're already showing signs of certain players are creaking, aren't they? Haven't been playing two games a week for, for uh for, for for you know, since what, the end of July. I know yeah. there's a bit of a break before the start of the season. And that's my concern at the moment, is that they were saying on Sunday and it was apparent, you know, in other games that you know, it's a big ask, isn't it? Well about, two, what two about playing
3: your way back into form. Could be, but I just, you know. I look yeah. at somebody like Schneiderlin, who I thought he had a better game on Sunday. Yeah, He's just, got yeah. to play.
2: Yeah, you know, just to get that players like back.
3: that. I th- yeah, I think they have. I think, I think that's why I think you need as many as your regular first team is in that eleven as possible because every single player is in need of an injection of okay. confidence okay. and belief. was our first. Well, we had... that, I would say Sunday was the strongest eleven in more or
2: less, give or take yeah. one or two We're, that we could have. If we can't guarantee the. Basically the under twenty threes and the reserve lads getting a game in the League Cup. When are they going to get the chance? When is a Mo Bessage? Well, when didn't... is a Luckman? When is a John Joe Kenny? When are all these players going to get the chance? If we we've just basically said Everton and Nails on for the strongest lineup to get through to the rounds, they're never going to get a game, are they, if
3: it's going to be like this? But but that was that's the circumstance, isn't it? And you've come off four straight defeats, conceded twelve, not scored any. If it had been the other way around, you'd won four straight you know, from one on the spin scored twelve and hadn't conceded any. Yeah, you're playing Lennon, you're playing Best, you're playing Luckman, aren't you? Yeah. that's
0: what
3: happened last year against Norris, wasn't it? He's
1: won, he's won the previous four yeah, games. Exactly. As it's just a funny, game. Ronald. He said uh, last week, didn't he, that under-23 football is very different to Premier League football. He was asked about John Joe Kenny, wasn't he? Why he hasn't been playing? Mm. And um, he says he sees them on the training ground and he knows when they're ready to come in. And, you know, you, you could argue, you know, as, as a gaming against a championship club equivalent to under-23 football, probably not. It's probably you know, a significant step up even still. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it's a very, very tough one to call. I mean, you could argue Ronald is already treating uh, this competition differently. Because, I mean, Phil's written this morning that there's no press conference. I mean, normally, you know, Phil would be up at Finch Farm now, mm. uh, sat down, you know, asking Ronald questions. And Everton haven't done one I mean, their explanation is that nothing sinister, uh, but Ronald spoke on Sunday, he's going to speak after the game on Wednesday, he's going to speak uh, on Thursday, you know, so sort of ahead of the Bournemouth mm-hmm. match, mm-hmm. therefore, you know, why do you want to hear from him again? But to me, it sends out a signal that they're treating the League Cup, you know, almost like, you know, a, a poor relation, and that can be dangerous. Or is he just, like, trying to, you know, to keep his head down because it's being so... Uh, <laughs> I uh, think it's a case it's so of gudgy, keeping his head down because you know?
2: of the recent results... I just yeah. think if Everton would have beaten Manchester United, would have beaten Chelsea, Tottenham, yeah. I think with five wins or etcetera done well in Europe. I think he'd be front of the cameras and he'd be front of the fans. Yeah, exactly. I really do, yeah. I just think because of the manner of defeats and there's been a lot of pressure on him, a lot of fans having their say on on his future I just think, listen, there's no need for it. Listen, we can do one straight after the match. We can do one on Thursday. Yeah. There's no basically need for it. Yeah. Interestingly, I know, all the other clubs do one, one. They are apart, it? Yeah.
1: apart from Arsenal. Arsenal aren't doing one again. They're playing Doncaster and they've decided not to bother. Uh, But generally, they do. I mean, Liverpool obviously, Liverpool letters on television, so they will need to promote that one. Yeah. Um, You know, so Everton don't. I mean, the idea of a press conference uh, is to promote the match, you know, so we can get stories that we can put in newspapers and then fans can read about it. And they said, Oh, yeah, I fancy that. I'll go to that game. The pricing structure for the game tonight is so attractive. Maybe they're quite happy with the number of tickets they've sold already. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Or you know, maybe you're right. They just uh, Ronald just doesn't fancy it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what, what, what I like to think is that he's totally fo- so much focused on night's like game. He hasn't <laughs> got time for the
2: press conference. You know. If you were Ronald and Gav, yeah, in his position now, obviously, with there's there's a bit of pressure on his shoulders at the moment. Would what 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 type of team would you play if you were in his position? I'd certainly look to rest a couple of players
0: if would possible. You? Yeah, yeah. That's interesting. yeah. 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 I'd probably rest uh I'd probably rest Rooney. I'd probably after I'd try and freshen it up a little bit, had, yeah uh, I'd probably I would like to give Leighton Baines a rest, but I don't know what the are was. I think Leighton's creaking at the moment a little bit. He's he been players creaking, I think Leighton is at the moment. I yeah. thought he was poor on he's Sunday. Played and he's, he's, evening, he? he's played every minute. I think he's played every minute, which is 33, and he played 33 this season. And what are the options they left well, we, that's, that's
1: part of the problem. Ma- Martinez played left-back. I know it's something we should have thinking about, but um, he has played there, and that would allow John Joe Kenny to come in on the right. But you know it's risky. I mean, have Sunderland got the players that can hurt? Everton, Aiden McGee, yeah. Is this a chance for him? Most of them, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've just got a Va- he might play tomorrow. Aren't yeah. Tomorrow, maybe. Yeah. So, yeah. so you
0: make as, changes, I'm, even though there's a bit of pressure. As, I see. The I see. I see your arguments, but I do think there's there's a there's a you know there's a sort of halfway house. I think that you can make take out two or three players, maybe plays every minute. Who probably just need like three or four days off and bring in maybe two or three players like you're talking about. And, you know, Peno's right is that. You could play Kenny and move Martin over to the left-back position. Um, you could, you know, if you if you took, put Wayne, say, on the subs bench, do you bring Sanzo
1: in or, you know,
0: did I say the ass has
1: been there? No. Do we do? I'm, yeah. I'm confidently informed that he'll be on the bench tomorrow night. Oh, yeah. So, okay. you know, he's not going to start the game. I think the best, you know, I say the best we can hope for. Hopefully, he isn't needed at all, but you know, so to come on maybe for 20 minute cameo with the game already won, yeah, but, you know, yeah, I,
2: sure, I, how bad he is. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh,
1: Sanzo's looked reasonably
0: sharpish when he's come on, you know, on, on, yeah, on yeah. Sunday yeah. and on, 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 uh, on even Thursday, might look like he decided <laughs> <laughs> <He laughs> to did <laughs> compared yeah. to what's gone before, and I think that'd be an ideal game for him to start tomorrow. Can I ask, yeah. who would you put
2: in goal? Wouldn't you that's give Robles a, a goal? Why? Just because he, the, the lad's not playing. It's, well, I mean, yeah, but he's he's, he's going to be sold not, in
1: January, isn't he? Yeah. you play
2: in goal? Pickford for
1: Stecklenburg? I, I played Stecklenburg purely because Pickford's being troubled with a hamstring problem. Over, he, he was withdrawn from England, you see With a yeah. hamstring problem and missed you know the uh, the European game. So I don't know if that's troubling him still. I and mean, yeah. hopefully it's completely over it. But for that reason, uh, and Stecklenburg is decent. You know, so yeah. He's not. As you know, as good as Pickford, but he's decent enough. So yeah, I'd, I'd give him a little run. I think if you're playing, dare I say, you know, a low division side, maybe
0: you know won't have the same sort of pressure on. his playing the Premier League game, so yeah, the stack would be would be my choice. But I, I think he's got to make probably three, three changes. Three, three, change. three changes from Sunday
1: for me. Which, which of the uh, the Sunderland players are coming back, because it's effectively Everton be Everton reserves, isn't it? There's at least five there. Um, which of them are you most looking forward to seeing again I'm thinking Jack Rodwell whose career just seems to have nosedived ever since it yeah. left Everton. Yeah. and you know he was a promising lad when he yeah. was at Goodison and for me the turning point was that red card in the derby the very very harsh red card because yeah. he was having a great spell up till then and he just seemed to stop tackling after that it's like you know it was in the back got of his, his mind all the time it, yeah. it didn't his confidence we've got him coming back Darren Gibson who again you know was decent on the rare occasions we saw him in, a, in the senior side McGee, we'll gloss over that one quickly. Vaughan. Uh, James Vaughan, was a great lad. I love yeah. Vaughan. Um, you know, he was too brave for his own good. That lad, you yeah. know, he threw his head in Andy Gray style, where yeah. it which is probably what contributed to an awful lot of his injuries. Can uh, I or... don't think Taya saw Brendan Galloway can play. Uh, the terms of the loan deal, so that's probably a relief. Forgot how many. But um, well, that's an awful loss, isn't it? Yeah, I, mean, I can, I can only, mean, well, only a only Similar healthy.
0: thing, I remember. remember Howard was a he, he, yeah. he had like yeah. he saw about six or seven formative plays there. Yeah. I think, I think Vawney to me is is a missed opportunity there because yeah. I think he had the venom to be like a really decent Premier League side. Yeah, yeah. didn't he? Yeah. You know, he had pace. Mm-hmm. He, he was a good finisher, Vony yeah. as well. You know, he, injury records he put, was terrible. But it was unlucky, wasn't he? Got he got he got injured playing for, a bit like Barkley, on into
1: playing for England, didn't he? And he got such yeah. a variety of injuries. Yeah. Was it a severed artery at one yeah, stage? Yeah, that was yeah. a fault yeah. now, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. But he
0: got. He, he was that unlucky, he got injured, he did his knee, didn't he play for the England Under-21s, I think, mm. and Richard Steadman, who was the, wasn't he the, uh, the
2: best in, in America,
0: them, yeah. he couldn't operate him because he busted leg, busted leg scheme, oh. you know? oh, and that, you know, when you that happens, you, you know, me, you know, yeah. it's out, but to be fair, he, he's had a, you know, every time I see him, I always think, what could it be, because yeah. he could, yeah. you know, when he compared him, you know, him and Victor came at the same time, didn't he, yeah. Randy? Vaughan had a lot more to his lot more to his game mm. and I was
1: I was looking know. at his stats the other day and it surprised me how few times he'd started. He made best part of 60 odd appearances, but 49 were from the sub yeah, bench. 11, 12, and he only yes. scored nine goals for Everton. I thought it was more than that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the one that will always stand out for me is the penalty in the shootout at Wembley against United. Oh, confidence. Caller, yeah, confidence just yeah, not, not his wasn't. first
2: yeah. goal. He uh, became the youngest player against
0: in just Palace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I remember seeing him at Chelsea on the final day of the 06 07 season, setting aside for the final day, he gave John, John Terry an absolute chasing. All yeah. afternoon, he uh, scored and he had a great overhead kick that Shaq made a brilliant save from. And you, and you know, we're looking at him there and thinking that yeah. was after his injury, You're thinking. Really good sight there, but he's, it's just because of Inzies, it's never happened to him. He's gone
2: down, he went team. down to League One, League Two, yeah, and now yeah. he's come back up to the Championship. So yeah. he's got a chance. Oh, yeah. Sunderland big club in that division, and he's, he's got he's only, to... he's only 28.
1: Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, again, you think of him as being an older player than that, but because you know, he's been he was 16 when time. he scored his first goal for Everton. So yeah, he's been around a long time.
2: You'll all get a good reception, won't they? They're all the oh, yeah. right, yeah. yeah, yeah, because he's, he's you
0: know. Pat, you know that that was a really great moment, wasn't it? Yeah, breaking the, uh, the record.
1: Yeah, he, he and, will. Rodwell you know. will. Uh, Gibson, yeah. So so mm-hmm. McGeady, you know, he's not upset anybody. He's just yeah. not no. a very underwhelming, you know, spell here, didn't not something. good enough really. exactly, well, yeah. at this level.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I've I've thought this, and you know, I don't want to labour the point, but this the shades of Rodwell and Barkley to a little, even though yeah. Ross is like sort of like a. You know, got a bit more about him as a player, yeah. but in, that, in terms of like that plateau and at yeah. a certain age, yeah, you know. And uh, I often think that about Barkley, that he's sort of he's, he's a bit like Rodwell, but like a level above, if you know what I mean? That his, his career path has been similar. and I think uh, there's a lesson learned there, uh, but I think Rodwell, he's, he's never really developed, is he from. When he was, it was a prodigy, wasn't he at the at the academy? He was, yeah. Yeah. It's funny
1: actually because uh, when he first burst through, uh, I remember it was a European game, was it? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, I can't remember. No, that was yeah. Sorry, that was when he made his debut. But yeah, when he actually played. Uh, very very deep position, and there were suggestions that he was going to move back and become a centre half. Yeah, and David is referencing Rio Ferdinand, who was in the news today for other reasons, what a nonsense <laughs> that is. <laughs> but um, and you know he d- d- was he was like paraded as this like you know very very bright prospect that was going to you know so sort of dominate English football. Mm-hmm. And I remember the England, you know first couple of games for England, he looked bright. The Sweden game where yeah. he looked like a player. And something just didn't happen. He are right, he never took it on. You know, he, he plateaued. Like I say, I blame that red card. But, you know, yeah. there was a, it, and then he obviously went to City, never got a look in, did he? And what, where was he when he got that ridiculous record where he couldn't win a game? Was Yeah, yeah. yeah, just, yeah. but I think yeah. it went back even to the City, city, city
0: days, wasn't yeah. it? Like, yeah. yeah. Um,
2: so it's incestant, but. Oh. Where are we, we putting this League Cup as an important seat when it comes to Ronald Koeman? Now, do you think he's being told off the Everton board or for Hamashiri, listen, I want top six, top seven League Cup, where do you think it ranks in Ronald
1: Koeman's I, season? I, I think by telling everybody that seventh is the summit of Everton's expectations, he's created more pressure for himself in mm. the cup competitions. You know, all right, fine, you know, seventh place, it's, we were hoping for better, but... If that's going to be the case, we want runs in the cup competitions. You know, we want semifinals at least. Do you, you know, disagree
2: with his comments then? To, to oh, the totally.
1: About, totally uh, said? 100%. I think um, even if you believe that, you don't advertise the fact. You don't tell people. You keep it to yourself. Michael Ball did a good column for us today mm-hmm. uh, where he referenced exactly that you know, same thing. He said the footballers don't really need excuses to take their foot off the pedal a fraction or look for excuses yeah. for why things are going wrong. And he's given them an excuse uh, well, you know, 7th is somebody's of expectations. We're not expected to be, you know, United away or, you know, Spurs Gav, Gav, Gav,
2: Is he sorry. not just being honest when asked a question by a journalist? Well, Listen, can you use top four? Is he not just being honest and saying, well, we've played four t- of the top five, so to speak, and we've been handsomely beaten by quite, well, quite a few of them. Is he not just being openly honest? Well,
0: I mean, I go back to what I was saying before about, you know, where we should be when playing against the top four. But, did he, did he not say something similar at the start of last season where he was talking about ambition that we'll be challenging for Europe? Is he, is he, he, su- he but, said that last at the start of last season? But, I, I, played, I played the interview that I had yeah. with Gary and Nikolas, last last, this, this time jail, last wasn't year, wasn't it? You know, and he said, You know, the summer's our ambition is seventh, you know, to challenge yeah. for Europe, then the second season, get a few... <laughs> yeah, yeah. A few signings in and then you know we progress and then the final year is challenging yeah. for the top four. And I think effectively what he's saying is there is, is we're no better off than what we are this time last year when they said like we'll be challenging for Europe and look for seven because yeah. actually any improvement beyond that was based on us getting a load of signings in. Okay, sure. we have done, but we've yeah. lost to Arco at the same time. Yeah. And I think, he, to me, he's not really saying much difference to what he was saying 12 months ago. And he'll say, well, actually, because, okay, brought brought in, but I've lost Rom. Barkley situation we all know about, um, and there may be one or two others that he wanted to bring in. So, therefore, the summer's fire ambitions is exactly the same as last year. And, in the
2: meantime, the top six have gotten even stronger. See, that's so, the thing, isn't it? It's not just like Everton have strengthened the, the teams that were already better than them last season. They've strengthened. So they, they have. They have to a degree. But, again, saying that, there's a... This is one of the
0: things we said, John, some of them are struggling, Andy. I mean, yeah. if you have a look, how many of the top six are actually playing well at the moment? There's only probably City and United, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, Liverpool aren't, Arsenal aren't, Spurs aren't, yeah. Chelsea being, And their features are you know? being kind as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean,
1: it, it, it dismays me having to hear so much rancour already because, you know, the, the four games that played in the Premier League you wouldn't have expected many more points than we've got so far. I think the next four or five games is absolutely pivotal and crucial to him. He's referenced that himself: four home games in a row, one of which is Burnley, who are like absolutely flying away from yeah, home yeah. against everybody. Away game at Brighton, and then two more home games. So if we can come through that, you know, spell with you know five, six wins, maybe you know everyone's like back on an even keel again and the season's stabilised and everything. But as Phil said earlier, just you know one one defeat, one cup exit. You know, in the in the League Cup, and yeah, things do turn toxic very, very quickly. Are you, are you, there's a lot
2: of fans obviously questioning Cummins' tactics and formations and starting lineups. Where's your biggest criticism to Ronald Cummins at the moment, Gav? Um, playing three at the back and the configuration of
0: the three players at the back in yeah. that system doesn't work for me because um, he hasn't got it. You know, you know. Do my thoughts to three of the back is mm. you know, you're two you two outside centre halves so who've got to be quick and gotta be able to move to the wings quick quickly yeah, because yeah. the two you know you're playing two yeah. wing backs and the middle player should be a bit like David Luisa Chelsea should, should be able to bring the ball out and you know, move the ball forward yeah. quickly. And none of that back three at the moment can do that. I mean you're playing Williams who like I was saying he, he sees the ball like hanging a, doesn't he, as we've yeah. seen on on, yeah. sa- on Sunday, Sunday yeah. he should be the one capable of bringing the ball out Keane's obviously I think Gary Neville alluded this, to this on, on Sunday that actually he's a bit unsaid in that channel because he's not really a centre-half exactly. not really a full-back and Jags he's, you know if he, the left-hand side in that that three you, should, you would expect like we had Fionnus Mori last year has to have a left foot sure. if he's got a right foot then what he's and I watch Jags Especially in the second half on Sunday, and it got us into trouble. It's when he gets the ball instead of looking for Baines, which when he, cause he needs to use his left foot, which he hasn't got, his, his instinct is to turn inside
1: to, 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 to either again. pass it to yeah. Snyderlin
0: or pass it to Williams or, or pass it to Pickford. Yeah. And they got onto that, yeah. and that caused the free kick, you know, that matter hit. Yeah. That, that was caused by them pressurising Zags, was a bit of a, you know, if you bought, mm. and he got two free kicks from him playing loose balls back and, and that's my biggest single criticism I've got with of the three at the back and he hasn't got the,
1: the plays to do it's, it's funny actually he referenced um, a couple of times last week uh, before the game at the weekend because I went to Finch Farm to do the Sunday interviews for the Sunday papers mm. and a couple of times he volunteered Michael Keane without being asked as a player that needed to change his game uh, he's got to learn to play with more space behind him is the phrase he used and I think the inference he was given is he wants to see him become more of a ball-playing centre-half. They believe he's got the qualities to do that, and they want to see him doing that more. At Burnley, he was expected to defend more, whereas now they want to see him become a bit more creative. And again, that is part of that you know, back-three yeah, configuration. I, mean, which...
0: I, I was thinking about this, and you're right, Prano, I was thinking if you, if you were going to look at the centre of the players, you'd have Keane as the middle one, Yeah. who's capable yeah. of bringing the ball back, ball out. And also, I think he's more comfortable being in the centre of the box, isn't he? Yeah. Because he's a more natural centre-half. And there's an argument to say that if you're going to insist on playing M3, you'd have Williams wide right, Jags wide left, and Keane
2: in the middle. Did we not see a result of Michael Keane's confidence at the moment, that ball to Lukaku, which just well, Lukaku should have buried, shouldn't he? Does yeah. that show just a lack of confidence in Keane at the moment? Did will have to say that openly? But is that, isn't that that just a lack of confidence with the
0: whole, whole defence? Of- and, and I think, on I mean, all this if if senior players are struggling younger players they you know it's like a, it's like a virus it, it spreads to them doesn't it you know and i think I think that's that. that that's part to be honest. Yeah, between. it was
1: noticeable against Spurs that when Tom Davis came on at half-time, and uh, I love him as a as a player, but yeah, the nightmare forty five minutes. Yeah, yeah. He was trying a bit too hard to be honest, and he mm-hmm. was trying desperately to influence things and couldn't. And it does. Kuhn's made that point many many times uh, after the game on Sunday. He said uh, the way I wasn't played in the first twenty minutes wasn't. Uh, an ambition issue. It was a confidence issue. He says he was on the touchline screaming to the fullbacks to get forward into advanced positions, but they're more concerned about not conceding and sitting deeper. And you know it's difficult to change that mindset when it's in there, yeah. which is why Wednesday's so important okay. to try and score a couple of goals, hopefully and restore. Well, some Jamie Carragher made
2: a reference on Sky uh, when, when after the game, and he said basically when Williams and Jack Gilker and Keane they're sitting so deep, is that because they've got no pace? So then there's just a big gap then between yeah. the defence. And the midfield, so we've basically got what we've got now till January, isn't it? It is what it is, and do you, what is the anything you'd ch- change specifically, Dave? At the moment, Gav's just made the reference about the three. You ditched that completely.
1: Is there anything straight away that you'd you'd sort out? Of I, I don't like uh, you know three at the back as a as a formation full stop so yeah I've stopped that straight away given the players Everton have got I'm also a little bit unsure about the Schneiderlin Garner, Gay you know saw axis in the middle is the balance right on that Um, you know Gay was magnificent for the first six months of last season Schneiderlin was great for the the second half of the season the pair of them haven't really hit the ground running and is that just because A. the pair of them aren't playing particularly well at the moment Schneiderlin especially or is it because the balance isn't quite right in that midfield unit? I mean, you've written a few things about Schneider, I and mean, you're not sure about you know sort of his form at the moment. And
3: Yeah, I think he was better on Sunday. Yeah. Um, I think he's been too timid recently. I think we said that in the last podcast. I don't think he's been in control of the midfield as he was when he joined in January. Um, I think he's, you know, if you're looking at, at, at somebody to dictate the pace and direction of things from that position, you're looking to him and he hasn't been doing it. I think he was a bit better on Sunday, but... Yeah. You know, he's a, he's a twenty odd million pound footballer. Let's not let's not forget. You know, somebody that Cumin had worked hard to bring into the football club, and I think he realizes he fell below way, you know, way below the standards. So, I think he's got, you know, that phrase of taking games by the scuff of the neck. I think he's got to, you know, and he's got a job as much as Guy to protect, a, as we mentioned, a, an aging back four in many respects. You know, back four that doesn't have a great deal of pace. So, you know, it's vital that he's snuffing out threats before they. Before they uh, get yeah, going, yeah. I just wonder whether him and maybe
1: Davis, you know, we're all, you know, guy and Davis would be. Yeah, you know, I just want, I want to see midfielders getting in and around the penalty yeah. area and providing support for the strikers. We well, look I'm at Snarzena through his Southampton days, and
2: he was a box to box midfielder, wasn't he? He was up and down. He's a big yeah. lad, and he's got that in his locker. So why all of a sudden is he getting? He's not. Got, he's not making a forward passively, is he? Mm. It, it, every his first natural instinct when he's on the ball, when what I've seen this season is to look back or just keep the ball ticking. Now a little not It's confidence,
1: yeah. isn't it? It's such a fragile quality, and it makes such a massive difference to footballers. Did, yeah. Was Kuhn rightful when asked the question about obviously his defence in midfield sitting too deep? Obviously, there was
2: some comments from the press about him, um, about the tactics. Why so deep away at yeah. Old Trafford? But he was basically saying, "Well, I didn't set them up too deep. It's the players themselves, and he's chasing them up the pitch. It's, it's not his fault, is it?"
3: Well, yeah, because basically they're petrified, aren't they? Because they've got no pace. So when they're playing against Pace, the back forward, the natural instinct, isn't it? If you play any level of football, your natural instinct is to drop back and protect yourself because you don't mm. want to be exposed. But United on the flip side, if you're one of United's defenders on Sunday, you're going, who are we marking? It's Wayne or it's, it's Sigurdsson. Are, are they going to beat us in a foot race? No. So they squeeze the game right up. And inevitably that meant that where, when Everton did have the ball, they're playing in a, in a, a shorter and smaller area of the pitch where they have to try and play tighter, shorter passes to get going. And ultimately... If you're not good enough, if you're not a Man City-esque level of team, you play, you can play like that and play through defenses. You're going to lose the ball more often, so it makes it easier for for
2: the opposition because they're, they're having to win the ball back in a shorter space. One more criticism that Everton fans have labelled at this Everton team at the moment is that there's too many number tens being shoehorned into one certain position. You Classens as a goal, Vlasich last week, Sigurdsson, Rooney, Morales. Even there's a lot of players being shoehorned into one position. Um, me personally I just play I just played the two. He sometimes he, he goes with the three, doesn't he, behind on the one. I just don't think it's working for him at the moment. And I think he may have to maybe at Bournemouth make a couple of changes, as a bit of pace on the wings. Lookman, dare I say Morales but for what I think of him, I'd even start having having an imminent run in the side because the width I just look at the full backs now when Everton have got the ball. Baines looks up nothing in front of him. So his natural instinct is to go inside to guy okay, or go back. Mm. So if we've got no wit, you can't expect the full-backs to go forwards. I felt sorry for Martina and Baines on Sunday. I really did. They were trying to go forwards, but they were petrified because they didn't know which job they had to do, yeah. whether the wing-backs or whether the defenders. And yeah. I just felt sorry for them. That's my main bugbear with Koeman at the moment, is the number 10 situation. I the, think he needs to address that. The thing is, if you, you could afford to play Sigurdsson
3: Rooney Maybe another one. I don't think you need a third in a t in the same team and in that same similar position of two tens. If you've got somebody for them to to target and hit, yeah. If, you, if they've got an option in front of them, you know, if they've got movement and runners, but as you say they haven't got that,
0: have they? No. so to Try to throw it through the eye of an needle, and but that's the problem. If if Brain plays as a striker like he did on Sunday, his natural game is because he's getting all this as a drop keeper, isn't it as <laughs> well? So I mean, he ends up having like sort of four plays in the same area as the pitch. Well, that goes back to, you know, the, the summer, doesn't it? And by our recruitment strategy has led to a balanced squad, which is the point I made uh, yeah. last week. So, isn't it really mm-hmm. that I don't think it has? Um, for the money that's been spent, we haven't left ourselves with a, right, you know, with that right, right balance. And, you know, and the thing is, I've mentioned centre halves. You've mentioned number tens. There's. Schneiderlin and Gatsby mentioned, yeah. so that's effectively. You've mentioned virtually every player on the on the pitch yeah. apart from the goalkeeper there, haven't you? Which is which is a bit of a concern, isn't it? Really, because yeah. there's not one area you'd say at the moment like that's just letting everybody down. Is, yeah, it's
1: true. there's nothing. A win it won't solve, and suddenly everybody's like you know thinking more positively again. But 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 you,
0: no, just I just about the one thing I would say about this is. If you have a look at Cummins' manager career in, in England, it's it's very much this sort of oh, yeah. boom and bust sort yeah. of type thing, them, isn't, isn't it? Like yeah. you know, we had the same. it was a one win in twelve, was it last year for us? Between, one in eleven, I think. It's been yeah. like sort yeah. of. The Christmas, wasn't it? Watford
3: was the Yes, yeah,
0: September to early December, to so we yeah. beat
3: Arsenal, wasn't it? Was well, yeah. the last one the
2: derby? The money goal, and then it went on an amazing run. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, it was like
3: sure. two two in 12 or 13, and then yeah, went on the run.
0: Well, yeah, yeah, he did to yeah, the yeah. Southampton a couple of times, so you know,
1: he's used to it, isn't he? Yeah, hopefully. yeah hopefully. Let's hope this is boom
0: time.
1: <laughs> 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 well, go on, then let's get on the table and finish off with uh, what we think is going to happen uh, tomorrow night. Go on, so you go first. Yeah, uh, four nil. My word, yeah, okay. <laughs>
2: They get an early goal, I think that'll be it. Sunderland and the Championship have been really poor this season. Results and, and performance as well, and there's Sunderland fans on the managers' back already. So I think mm-hmm. one goal, one early goal against these in the UK I'd be yeah. chuffed if they had four shots at the time.
1: Sunderland's <laughs> here for Go on, Gavner.
0: If, well, Scotty says we're going to win 4-0, I think I'll go then. <laughs> <Gavner>. <laughs> no, I'm going to go. I can't say penalties because we'll get told off, won't I? Um, yeah. I'll say nice, boring 2-0 victory for that.
1: That's a win's a win. Phil, what no, do you I, think? I
0: agree too, Now I think it'll yeah. be one of those. It'll be, hopefully,
3: routine, boringly so routine, but yeah. no, no, no frights, no scares, nothing to get us worried about classic third round <laughs> against lower opposition.
1: I don't think we've got the firepower to, uh, to get a 4-0 scoreline. I'll, I'll, sit on the fence and go for a 2-0 as well, which I'll be thoroughly delighted with as long as the two don't come too late in the game. Be against one, yeah. Anyway, we'll, uh, we'll be back with you on Friday to discuss our predictions, uh, look ahead to the uh, the Bournemouth game and reflect on whoever Everton have drawn in the uh, <laughs> last 16 <laughs> of the Carabao Cup. So we'll catch you then. Uh, till then, goodbye.